Courageous, Successful, and Happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to. It's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald, and I am the High Achievers Coach, and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. guys how you doing i'm really good i'm it's funny if you could see me you'd laugh at me right now because i'm sitting in my husband's closet he has this like small walk-in closet and it's not where i planned to record this week's episode um because i had a really great time last week recording the video version of the audio also um that's up on my youtube channel and i it it kind of brought me alive in ways that I think really added to the audio only version because I love being on video. I it comes supernaturally to me, and I think I turn it on a little bit more when I know the camera's on, you know, physically with my gestures, and that usually makes my stories come alive a little bit more. So I'd be interested for those of you faithful audio listeners if you check out my YouTube channel. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes, but you can find it's Tracy Oswald, the High Achievers Coach, pretty simple to find. Um, I love your your thoughts on the the um, video version. Yeah, if you check it out, def- definitely let me know. Um, I, I love any kind of feedback you can give me to help me evolve and serve you better. That's really important to me. So um, the reason that I'm in my husband's walk-in closet today and not in my usual sound studio is because I I was prioritizing too many things. Right. I talked to you guys about how I'm, you know, in this new role. It's about, I don't know, two months old at Local IQ. I'm the VP of content and experiential marketing there. Um, so learning all of the things, really leaning into the team, um, creating new ways of all of us working together in, in a way that supports everyone's professional and personal growth and well-being while serving the mission really hard and while expanding the mission and really leaning into what what we can become and how we can use content and experience to not just get our message out there, but really connect with our clients, create clients and, and serve powerfully. So that's been a ton of fun and continues to be. Um, this podcast, obviously getting in more into the routine of weekly recording. And I'm actually, I, I, I started out and, um, Andrew, you're, you're, you'll probably chuckle at me because Andrew, who edits my podcast, he told me, you know, you always want to stay two or three episodes ahead. And I'm like, I got this. I'm, I have this on lockdown. No problem. I will be, so, you know, so far ahead. Well, I started out ahead, but it's not that way. So now I'm week to week recording, you know, the week before for the next week's episode. So my goal this week is to get two additional episodes recorded um, so that I don't feel this intense pressure to create, which I think does stifle a little bit of the creativity. You high achievers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're really down to the wire of creating, yes, you can get stuff done, but is it really your best work, right? We talk about that all the time on the show. So balancing the role, balancing the podcast. Now I'm writing the um, immersive show, Defending Lady Macbeth. And then I also noticed that I had kind of let my hot yoga practice slip a little. Well, not not a little. That's an exaggeration. I let it slip a lot. I used to be super faithful going like a couple times a week, three or four times a week, 6 a.m. So I would get up at 4.30 and I still do. 
do do about an hours of work or thought work or you know just having fun and researching stuff that makes me happy um and then go to yoga and then get ready and go on about my day and it it powers me in ways that other things like just taking a walk doesn't do and so i started leaning back into my yoga practice this week and all of, and also prioritizing you know, time with friends and my husband because he's he's back in town um, this past week. So all of that sort of in one week um, it was way too many priorities. And and this is like we all go through this, right, guys? This is this is balance. And when we have a week like this, um, it's not that we failed. It's not that oh my god, we suck. We can't do anything right. Obviously, we can't handle all this increased work and creativity and you know making it happen. It's just how we react to it and what our thoughts are, right? We can, we can, I can have a thought that says, Tracy, you're doing way too much. Um, you definitely can't handle all this stuff, which makes me feel shitty and sad. And that causes me to maybe stop doing some of the stuff and then I don't get the results I want. I don't get the results from the stuff I stopped doing, right? Makes sense. But if I lean into a thought and I don't accept that initial thought my brain gave me and just say, okay, I had too many priorities this week. How can I better balance my week to serve myself, number one, my self-care powerfully and activate my agency in a broader sense and get really good work done? That thought makes me feel like, wow, okay, I'm empowered. I have, I have, I have power in this, right? And it makes me, makes me feel hopeful that I can figure this out, which causes me to approach like doing it and sitting down and trying to figure it out in a much different way than with the other thought, like you suck, you can't do this. And then I get much different results. So my, I'm eat, eating my own dog food or drinking my own medicine, however you want to say it. Um, that's kind of what's going on for me. So when I fast forward a week from now, I will go back to recording um, audio and video at the same time because I had a blast doing that. And we're going to play in that space a lot more. So there is that. What are we talking about today, you guys? We are talking about gratitude and appreciation, how they're different and how to leverage them to really create at a much higher level. So I know when I talk about this, um, when, I'm, when I do speaking events or when, I'm, when I do a coaching group and we have particular sessions on gratitude and appreciation, there's this concept or this, is, this um, misconception that they're pretty much the same thing, right? Gratitude and appreciation. And look, they're they're both really great ways of being that are healthy, helpful. And I want to break down for us what they actually are and how you can use each one of them, not just not just to feel really good, although if you just want to feel really good, that is that's why we're here, folks. That's why we play this game called life, is to have really great feelings. Um, but if you also want to use them and leverage them in a positive way to create an incredible life and create bigger stuff in your life, um, which is what high achievers usually want to do, you guys, right? Um, I want to help us do that and ground us in that today. So let's start with gratitude, the concept of gratitude. And I always love to go back to classic um, dictionary definitions because it really grounds us in you know, collective agreed upon fact, if you will. Um, so there were a ton, and I looked in a ton of different diction, you know, online dictionaries, but here's one that I centered on that I think we can all agree on. Um, a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. So I might say, 
I feel really grateful for this equipment that's in front of me so I can create my podcast. Or I could say, I'm so grateful. I had such a great dinner last night with friends. We had heart eight barbecue. Um, we laughed. You know, it was a really great time. I feel super grateful for having that night. Or I can say, um, I feel grateful for the opportunity to serve powerfully at work and have a, a wonderful team and connect with them and have fun with them, right? It's super fun for me. So I feel grateful for that. And how it look, those are all great things and they make me feel good to think about. And how I or we or you experience gratitude is usually something good happens to us or we get something good or we're looking forward to something good and we feel good feelings about it, right? We're happy and thankful. And that can happen in the actual moment right after the good thing happens. And, and or it can happen, you know, looking back, you know, I can say, I feel so grateful to have, you know, a couple months ago, I went to Boulder, Colorado with my daughters um, and my son-in-law, and we had such a wonderful week. And I feel so grateful that that happened, right? We can invoke feelings of gratitude by thinking about the thing or the experience that happened in the past. We have the, the, the ability to muster up that grateful feeling, right? That's so, such a powerful thing as humans that we have the ability to do that. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, it's really kind of cool when you think about it. And Gratitude is this universal concept that's evident, you know, across most religions, right? Almost all of them. Lots of giving thanks, uh, and we hear it a lot more these days, culturally and socially. Um, social media—it seems like everyone's talking about gratitude, right? My man Gary V talks about gratitude all the time, um, and I truly believe he lives his life that way. Um, it's because there's so much value in activating and experience the feeling of gratitude and gratefulness. And while this concept has been around forever, right? I, I always like to do a look back to see when the first mention of gratitude was, you know, back in ancient history. And I don't think I got went back far, far enough at all, but I, you know, I was looking up, you know, ancient gratitude quotes and there's this really cool quote. It says, he is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. And that was, um, I hope I say this right. Well, he's dead, so he's not going to be, be upset. Epictetus, E-P-I-C-T-E-T-U-S. Epictetus, he was a Greek, Greek Stoic philosopher. Um, he lived around 50 AD. So, I mean, way back through the ages, and you guys can Google this stuff, and you probably know tons more gratitude quotes from really famous people, in our culture and society and religion, um, you name it, because it's such a powerful concept and it's a true concept. Um, but while this concept has been around forever, we haven't really heard a lot, a ton about gratitude in the mainstream culture until, I don't know, I would say about the last 20 years or so, right? When science started studying gratitude and its effect on, on the actual human condition. And there was this really big study I found in the research for this episode in the early 2000s by McCullough M. E. Emmons, R.A. and Sang in 2002. And it's called The Grateful Disposition, a, Conce a Conceptual and empirical, empirical Topography from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And and I won't go into, I mean, it was like one of those real academic studies um, that kind of makes my eyes cross. But I, 
I like to look at them just to see how they measured things because it's super interesting to me. Um, but some of the, the concepts that came out of that study, what they found through scientific study was grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. They also, grateful people also believe they have higher levels of control of their environments personal growth, their purpose in life, and self-acceptance. I think that's absolutely so true when it comes to control of environment, purpose in life, and self-acceptance, and, and how we grow as people, right? Um, great. They found that grateful people have more positive ways of coping with the difficulties they experience in life. Um, they're more likely to seek, seek help, right? And and they have really interesting ways of reinterpreting, reinterpreting from those difficult experiences and growing from them. Um, the other thing they found was, this is super interesting, grateful people sleep better. And this seems to be because they think less negative and more positive thoughts just before going to sleep. That's not always true for me. Sometimes I think a serial killer is coming in to murder me, but but usually I think pretty positive thoughts. Um, so look, science proves that gratitude has, and you guys know, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I'd love to back stuff up with science that we talk about on the show because I think it's really important to ground us in that this stuff we've collectively agreed as a society that largely this is true. And look, we know tons of reasons to practice gratitude and when you can leverage gratitude in your life to create more great things to be grateful for, because that's what happens, right? You think about really good things that you have and you get in this mindset and energy and it attracts more things to be grateful for. We know that happens. You've, you've, you've all experienced that happening. Before I give you my caveat about gratitude, because you guys know it's coming, I'm just going to take a sip of my coffee. Hold on. Mm, so good. Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Love it. So I have a big caveat about gratitude. Well, I'm, I'm not saying gratitude's bad. I still practice gratitude today, but I want to I want to open up our minds to the fact that gratitude is conditional. Because when we invoke gratitude, it's usually in response to something really good, right? Something that happened that we were really excited about or really thankful for, and we feel feelings of gratitude for it. And for, for the high achievers out there who took my video course, um, the one that's free on my website, tracyoswell.com, the three critical brain shifts for high achievers, we talked all about circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, right? And we know that the circumstance is just the fact, the, the thing that happened. So we're grateful for the thing that happened and the thing that happened is the circumstance. So let's let's break it down. And I'm going to use something that happened to me recently. Um, it's just a really cute little fun thing um, a couple of weeks ago and how I used it to achieve different results for the rest of my day. Um, so the circumstance, the fact was, um, I got a free cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. So every morning on my way to the office, um, almost every morning, I stop at Dunkin' Donuts, get my medium hot coffee. Um, and whenever the Dallas Cow Cowboys win their game, because you guys know I live in Texas, um, a medium coffee is free. So, but the funny thing is, I don't, my husband is a diehard Cowboys fan, but I don't follow, you know, football whatsoever. Um, so it's always a surprise to me when this happens. Like I get up to the thing and they're like, oh, Cowboys won, it's free. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is the luckiest day ever because I didn't know, right? So it's kind of a really fun thought. So my thought is, wow, that's really cool. 
Um, so the circumstance, got a free cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. That's the fact. My thought, wow, that's really cool. Feeling grateful, right? I f- felt super grateful that I got a free cup of coffee just because the Cowboys won. And now, guys, for those of you who, who took the course, you know that the next two steps in the thought model are actions and results. But I want to, I wanted to practice thoughts of gratitude to enhance the feelings of feeling grateful because power, powerful things happen when you can enhance really good feelings. Um, you will attract even more. So I went back and I'm driving to the office and I'm thinking, I'm going to really expand on this. So I thought, I thought all about all of the people who ordered it because it's only a medium coffee, right? It's not every drink because they would go for broke. Um, so I thought about all the people who were surprised like me, right? Super surprised that they got this free coffee and, and, how it might've affected their whole day. And then I thought like the employees must feel so good giving free things away, right? Like I would love to be just give free things to people and make them happy all day long. Like what that a job like that is fantastic. And then I thought like, was it the manager that came up with this idea? That's kind of cool. Or maybe, maybe it was the Cowboys organization that's sponsoring it. And that, like, I think to the marketing person, who came up with the idea and how much fun they must have had coming up with the idea, right? And then I thought, wow, what are all the things that really must go into me getting my cup of coffee, right? There's all the way back to the farmers that grow the coffee beans, the people that work in the fields, grateful for them, grateful for them getting up in the morning and, you know, doing whatever they do in the field. I should research this, right? Do you pick coffee beans? I don't know. Someone tell me. I have no idea. I will Google it after this, I promise. You know, then the, then they get the beans into the you know plant and the roasters who come up with the roasting recipe. How do they roast it? And then the truck drivers who drive all through the night to get the coffee to the Dunkin' Donuts that I go to um, and everyone on that journey so I can have my morning coffee, feeling feelings of gratitude for them, like d- really feeling those feelings. And it intensified that grateful feeling, you know, exponentially. And the action that it took me to take was smiling right from ear to ear. My hunched shoulders relaxed. You know, I could feel like the endorphins rushing through my body. You know, I thought more about how life can be fun and exciting in big and small ways when we think about little things that are kind of fun and all the people that are involved along the way. And the result was because I activated such a powerful feeling of gratitude that day, I had such a great day. And you know those days where good things keep happening to you? It's because good things keep happening to you. That's why more good things keep happening to you because you're feeling the good thing and, and it's attracting more and more. So it's, we know it's this you know, domino effect, but in a good way. I, ha- I heard from a friend I hadn't heard from in a really long time. There were two meetings that I just did not want to go to. Both were magically canceled. And work seemed to just pour out of me. Creation seemed to pour out of me. I had just really great interactions all day. Um, and it, it was just as fun and easy, but super productive in a way that f- just flowed and felt super cool because energy attracts like energy. I'll say it again. Energy attracts like energy. That's quantum physics, y'all. Look it up. In all cases of gratitude, a thing we deem good has to happen in order for us to feel grateful. I just gave you a textbook version of what happened to me. We have the classic definition at the top of the episode. So while it does feel really good to feel really good, 
we're still depending on a specific condition to exist. You got a big promotion. You met the love of your life. You're having dinner with your friends. You're going out on the town with the girl, whatever it is, getting a free cup of coffee, right? We're still, when it, when it comes to gratitude, we're still dependent on an outside circumstance to happen in order for us to feel grateful and feel good about it. See where I'm going with this, you guys? So are we grounded in gratitude and how it works? All right, I'm going to take another sip of my coffee. Okay, so let's move up to appreciation. I don't say on, I say up to appreciation. So I wrote down a lot of words and definitions and synonyms for appreciation. I just want to read them out and, let, and then we're going to talk about them. So recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something, the act of recognizing or understanding that something is valuable or important, a full understanding of a situation, acknowledgement, recognition, realization, knowledge, admiration, esteem, estimation, favor, regard, respect, to see the nature of something, to see the value in something, to increase the value of something, I want you all to imagine something. I want you to imagine that you're walking along one of your favorite paths. You go for a walk in a park by your house or at the beach or in the mountains, wherever your favorite path to walk is outside. And the sun is shining. It's warm, but there's still this like really nice, cool breeze. And you're noticing the intense green on the leaves. And yet the, some of the leaves are starting to turn that yellow and you know it's going to develop into orange and eventually red. You hear birds chirping, maybe some frogs croaking, and a squirrel comes out of the bushes along the path and stops right in front of you. And you stand there and watch him. You notice how active he is, even when he's standing still. His eyes are looking all around, his nose is twitching. You're thinking about, where is he going? Maybe to find some food or find his squirrel friends. And suddenly you notice you're feeling thankful for the squirrel, just appreciating that it, it exists and it's right there in front of you. And you feel this connection to a squirrel as part of the earth, as part of life. And suddenly nothing in the world exists but you and this squirrel. That's a form of appreciation. Something came into your path, literally, and you stopped and you truly regarded it. You thought about its value in the world. You felt connected to it and it felt really, really good. And there was no inherent judgment around it. It was just you and the squirrel. And maybe you carried these feelings into the rest of your day and maybe you were open to seeing more things in front of you to appreciate. And maybe more good things started showing up for you to appreciate. Now, nothing happened to you or for you, so to speak, right? You simply appreciated what was in front of you. And yes, this is, I know, this is an easy one, guys, because like it's a squirrel, like, and who doesn't love squirrels? I get it. it. It is nice and it is fun. And you were out on a wonderful path and you were enjoying the sunshine and a squirrel happened to come into your path and you stood and you regarded it and you appreciated it. 
So that's a form of appreciation, not necessarily gratitude. It could be, you could be grateful for the squirrel, but you see where we're starting to play in that space of difference. Now we're going to widen the gap a little bit. We're going to widen the gap between gratitude and appreciation just a little bit. We're going to find appreciation for something neutral. And I, I haven't, I haven't played this out or haven't made a note of what I'm going to walk you through to appreciate because I told myself, I'm going to just appreciate something that pops right in front of my face. Um, so here we go. Something that you have no emotional attachment to, it doesn't make you feel particularly good or bad. So I'm going to pick something that's right in front of me. And this is my husband's shoes. He has a ton of shoes, you guys. He's going to hate me for telling you this, but he's got a lot of shoes. So I'm looking at his sketcher kind of um, brown shoes. So these are, they look pretty comfortable. And I know that they, he puts them on when he wants to have a walk that is comfy. They're more comfortable than his dress shoes for sure. Um, so I, I like that he's able to have shoes that kind of make his feet walking on pillows and clouds. And when he's when his feet feel good, I imagine that he probably feels pretty good. Right? He probably feels happier or maybe his back feels really good when he's wearing comfy shoes and maybe he's able to think about things in a different way when he's wearing sh these shoes. Like he's not worried about his toes are tight in his dress shoes. He's, he's not thinking about, oh, I'm going to scuff these up or get them dirty. He's just able to not have that thought in his mind and able to think about bigger things, maybe things that make him happy, maybe the Dallas Cowboys. And these shoes have, I've walked next to him in these shoes and we've done a ton of things together while he's wearing these shoes. We've gone to um, the lake um, with our friends, Mark and Riza and Monica and Alvin, um, we've walked at Legacy West. Definitely he's worn those shoes at Legacy West. That's a big shopping center. See, you guys, you see where I'm going with this? I'm just appreciating a shoe. And what's coming into my mind is how much it, my husband must like walking in these shoes and all the great things he gets to do and how he must feel. And I'm just appreciating that these shoes allow him to do that, right? So what's in front of you right now that you can appreciate? It's a neutral thing, but you can form feelings and regard them in a way that makes you or allows you to feel feelings of appreciation for something that's totally neutral. Because when you can start to feel appreciation for something that's really neutral, and that was a little bit of a widened gap, you guys, you know where I'm going next. We're going to widen the gap again. We're going to move up the scale. Appreciation for, for something that is, air quotes, bad or unwanted or something that you're not particularly happy about. And let's start by saying, I'm not telling you, you guys know this, that you can't feel bad about something, yeah? Because in last week's episode, we talked all about scaling the emotional ladder and how no feeling is inherently good or bad, how all feelings are valid and perfectly fine to feel. So I want to ground us in that. What I do want us to explore is how to practice appreciation for things that make us feel feelings like overwhelm or frustration or anger or grief. Because it's in that space, you guys, 
that we grow and we activate a much broader sense of our own agency. Um, we have much more control in our lives. We start to understand that we're not at the behest of our emotions and feelings, and we can use our thoughts. We can do the brain work and create this new plane for us to live and work and create from if we want to. Look, you don't have to, and I don't have to. But when we choose to, we absolutely can. So I want to share something with you guys that happened to me recently um, in the last, no, maybe it's six weeks. Maybe it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's six weeks. That was really upsetting on both a professional and personal level. So you guys know how I have the other podcast for Local IQ, The Growth Lab Show. Well, I found out that we got canceled and yeah, it really sucked. And it was a business decision that was made. It was high level and I get it. But truthfully, you guys, I, I was heartbroken because I, I really believed in the work that Andre and I were doing to help business owners to spread um, and activate the local IQ message in, in the business community. I just really believed in the work we were doing. I loved doing the actual work. Like it was a blast and it helped me grow in ways I never could have predicted. The people I met, the things I learned, the things we talked about, the new friends I made, and my friendship with Andre grew in in different in ways that it would not have had we not experienced that, I don't know, nine months together doing that. So, and we got so we got so much feedback. And I, you know, I look back at our reviews, I look at you know the direct messages I got on social media, in person. It was it was really hard for me. And I went through like there was two weeks of my life back then, back back, you know, far back six weeks ago. Where I was like in mourning at this thing that I created. And I fluctuated through feelings of anger, anger, definitely. I was pissed. I was pissed at the people who made this decision, really mad. I was sad that we didn't get to serve this way anymore. Really disappointed that I couldn't do the work anymore. And I want to blame everyone, right? I had a lot of feelings about it. But I knew that feeling those feelings ongoing, right, on an ongoing basis about this thing that happened, it wasn't going to serve me. So I put the practice of appreciation to work. And I came up with ways that I could appreciate not the situation, right, not the experiences that Andre and had and how, you know, we would go to the, you know, USA Today studios in Times Square and, you know, record all these really cool, you know, well-known people. And the, like, I mean, that was was easy to appreciate that stuff, right? Easy to be grateful because it's good stuff. Much easier to appreciate a good thing. Um, But how could I appreciate the fact that it was canceled? Because that's where I had to get to in order to be able to create the next step for myself because I was stuck in that anger, sadness, frustration, pissed offness, all those feelings. And you guys, I'm sure you have things in your life that you're feeling exactly that way about. The trick is, and it's not, it's, it's not really a trick. It's the work is, the brain work is finding ways to appreciate for me, the fact that it was canceled. And, and I really had to put my head down. And I don't want to say hard work. I want to say, open myself up and sit until 
the thoughts came, the thoughts of appreciation came and, and allow them to come. And so I wrote them down and I just want to share them with you now. And there's not a ton of them because it was, it was hard to get there. But here's what I came up with. So the first one was, now I have more energy and time to devote to this podcast, right? Because I was, it was devoting energy and time to you know, a big podcast like that. And now this podcast where, I ha- where it's just me and it's all of my love, energy, teachings um, and vulnerability with you guys. I was, I was kind of grateful that now I can channel all of that energy to this podcast and to you. And it's funny, the universe is really funny because I found out the Growth Lab show was canceled the day this show launched, September 10th. Yeah, funny how it works that way, isn't it? So that was number one. Number two, I can channel all of the business learnings and experiences that I had into the live Growth Lab events that we're going to continue to to do in the new year. And this is not a continuation. I didn't have the time or the thought to do that, to do that while I was doing the podcast and the live events. It was like in my mind, they were kind of separate. I guess that's how I kept, because there was a lot of work that went into both of them. And I just didn't think of crossover stuff um, to pull learnings I had into the, the live events. And now, because it, it's over, I, th- what came to me was, wow, now that it's over, I have the time. I can go back through everything that I learned on all of those episodes and pull through the salient points and things that really hit home for me and hit my heart and hit my you know, intelligence and really served the people um, that listened and how to transform that knowledge into delivering um, an even more outstanding live event. So I couldn't have done that unless the show was canceled. And three... I have this really new and interesting opportunity to evolve my friendship with Andre without the podcast as the platform. Because before the show, we were we were really good friends, but we didn't talk all the time, right? It was like, you know, those old friends where, you know, you might not, not talk for a couple of months and then you see each other and you're like, oh my God, let's catch up. But, you know, it's like, there's no gap between um, the past and you just fall right back into this ease. Um, and then we spent tons of time together doing the podcast. And that was sort of the, the platform we played on in our friendship. like, And we talked about other things, we talked about tons of personal things, but that was the connector. So now I have this opportunity and I hope he feels the same way. And I'm going to talk to him about this and hopefully he'll listen to the show and let me know. Um, how do we evolve our friendship past the podcast into something where we can still powerfully serve each other and be advocates and cheerleaders and you know, sort of board of directors for each other um, in this new space without the podcast? And it took me a long time, you guys, like to get to that place, right? I had to sit there for a long time for those things to come up and sit in feelings of anger and feelings of sadness and let them sort of fall away. And I had to keep, it was kind of like meditation, right? Where you have to keep bringing your brain back. Nope, I'm not going to think about the report I have to write. Let me just empty my mind. Nope, I'm not going to think about how pissed I am that this is canceled. How can I appreciate it? And it's in those spaces, they're the same exact thing, meditation and this form of appreciation. It's about leading your brain and doing the brain work, right? Because your brain wants to be like a toddler running around with scissors in your head. And you have to have the discipline to say, nope, that's not what we're doing. This is what we're doing. 
And as I was writing the form, these forms, right, of appreciation at the end, at the end of the show, I, I really started to feel a little bit lighter, not so angry and sad. And I'm not saying like I was off the charts happy, right? But it was a step in the direction I wanted to go. I was simply reaching for a better feeling thought. An appreciation of something unwanted is simply recognizing its value, looking for the good qualities inside of it, whether that's a good thing to appreciate, a neutral thing to appreciate, or a bad thing, quote, to appreciate. And in doing so, in, in, in recognizing the value in something bad or unwanted, you absolutely do increase its value and, and you are able to see it in ways that you were not before. So when I put the thought, you know, when I put this circumstance that the podcast was canceled, just through a quick thought model side by side with my original thought was, so the circumstance was the podcast was canceled. That was the fact. My original thought, I was in denial, straight up fucking denial. There's no way this is happening. This cannot be true. Feeling, how did it make me feel? Powerless and angry. What action did I take? I shut down and I ruminated on that thought. Result? I didn't produce any good work during that time, during those two weeks. I couldn't concentrate on anything. I was going through the motions because I was really pissed. And when I, after I put myself through this practice of appreciation on this specific thing, so the circumstance was still the same. The podcast was canceled, didn't change. Now my thought was, now I can put all that creative energy into this show. Feeling, it made me feel hopeful, right? It didn't take me way up the charts to passion and, you know, freedom and, you know, from last week's show on the emotional scale. But I went from angry and disappointed to hopeful. The action that I took from that, it sparked something to to allow me to outline some show ideas. So I outlined the first like 10 episodes. I still wasn't at the place where I could really um, write more, but it, it let me outline the next 10 episodes. So I had 10 more show concepts as a result. My result was 10 additional show concepts. So this is all to say, you guys, that when, when we can start to do this on a regular basis, practice appreciation for things that are both all three good, neutral, and unwanted in a different way than we experience gratefulness, right? Because there's a gap between practicing gratefulness for things good and appreciation for things unwanted. We help our brains learn that we don't have to rely on good things happening to us for us to be able to feel good. We don't have to rely on outside circumstances to feel happy. And that, my friends, is your power. That's If you take nothing from this episode, that's what I want you to take. You don't have to rely on outside circumstances in order for you to feel happy. In fact, if you decide to feel happy first, you will get more things to feel happy about. We know this is true. We can simply experience all the things in our days and lives, the things that come across our paths, right? The things that just come into our lives and decide how we want to feel about them. But before we get to the brain work for this week, I, I'm feeling super I'm excited. I'm feeling super generous. And I want to give you guys a bonus story that showcases gratitude in action, but also another new concept. You've heard me talk about it, but we haven't outlined it yet. I'm not going to outline it fully. I'm going to give you just a little taste of it because it's a big barrier between high achievers 
and getting really good work done. And it's called feeling good first. So, and of course it involves immersive theater. So if you don't want to hear anything about immersive theater, just turn the podcast off now, but first subscribe and leave me a review. I want to know how I'm doing. It really helps me and it helps other people just like you find our show. So back in 2014, um, I was living in Texas. I was in New York for, I can't remember whatever reason, but I was going to sleep no more that night. And I was at my house in New York at the time. Um, I was going to meet Tanya, my dear, dear, dear friend, and my sister-in-law, Lisa. So, hey, Lisa, how are you? I'll send you a, a text of the link to the show if you're not listening. So you can hear me mention you. Not that it's really a great big deal, but um, anyway, I love you. So I was on the way, to, my way to meet them there. We were going to have dinner at the Heath, which was part of the Sleep No More franchise back then. It's turned into what's called the club car, but they used to sell, they used to have dinner there and sort of like the, you know, very English style dinner with, you know, beef Wellington and all like English things. And I can't like bread pudding and, you know, all that. Um, and so we were going to do dinner and then go see the show. And on the train, I felt, I just felt really, I was in a pissy mood. I felt really crappy. My thoughts were really not good. I was like, and it was raining and I'm like, oh my God, it's raining. And I wonder if, you know, if Tanya has to come from all the way from the Upper East Side and I hope she gets there and Lisa's coming from Jersey and I hope her train's on time and I feel tired. And you know, when you're just so really pissy and picky about everything, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> so I was not feeling good. And, but the good thing, I had the presence of mind to say, I said to myself, Tracy, you got to get your mind right. Because if you don't get your mind right, you're not going to have an amazing experience at sleep no more. And that was my goal. My goal was my result. I wanted a kick-ass experience, right? I wanted to experience all the magic. So I started thinking, I started having feelings of gratitude and I, you know, started feeling grateful. You know, I'm just so grateful I get to do this, right? I'm grateful I get to have dinner first with Tanya and with Lisa and we get to talk and they've never met each other. And I've always liked to introduce powerful women to each other. We get to have this really fun time and it started to snowball, right? I started to get my mind really right. So by the time it was like an hour and 20 minutes between my house and, and Penn station, and then another 20 minutes down to, um, down to Chelsea, by the time I got down there, I was really rolling in gratitude. I was feeling really good. And I was like, I am, I, it is on tonight. I had transformed my mind. I got my mind way past right. I was on fire. And we were, um, I, I saw, I'd stopped in Portenio. I know I usually have dinner in Portenio every time before the show, but this was special. I was having it at the Heath, but I did stop in Portenio because I was super early and I was, I wanted to have a cocktail. So stopped in there, sat at the bar and this really amazing woman came in. She blustered through the doors. We started talking about, she had this foundation in Africa and she started talking to me. We had this incredible conversation, really, really cool. And it left me feeling, wow, I just, that was so cool. And that I, you know, had the drink, um, walked over from Portenu to Sleep No More. It's like really, it takes like two minutes and went past the, the doors to Sleep No More to the Heath at the time. And I was second online to get in, the doors opened at, at six and there was a really cute couple in front of me. And I just, I was in such a chatty mood and happy mood. I started talking to them and it was their first time at Sleep No More. And they were doing the Heath and then Sleep No More. And I was so excited for them. You know, I love virgins at Sleep No More. If you haven't gone, if you haven't gone and you want to go with me, 
message me. We will figure out a way to make it happen because that's my favorite thing. And I and we can go just as whatever, or if you're interested in becoming a, a client, I take my clients to sleep no more as well as part of our journey together. So um, hit me up. Super excited for them. Um, you know, they got seated. I got seated at a table right in front. Uh, there was this really nice little, you know, three-piece old-time, you know, jazz uh, band playing. And I, I had a long wait, right? Because remember, it was raining. Taking another sip of coffee. Hang on. It was raining and they were both coming from, you know, far places. Well, not that far, but the city and rain and, you know, how it goes. So I had a pretty long time to wait. So I was really, really feeling happy for this couple. So I got a, an idea. I got went into inspired action, you guys, and I I asked my waitress to send them drinks, like on me, because it was so cute. They were adorable. And then back then, when the Heath was in its full glory, the proprietors, air quotes intended, of the Heath were Mr. and Mrs. Lindsay, and they were, you know, fictional characters tangentially related to the Sleep No More characters and stories, but they were the Mr. and Mrs. They owned the Heath and they would be in the Heath as in character um, and talking to the patrons. And it was just a magnificent, wonderful time that we can't go back to. I know Sleep No More Gods, we can't go back there, but um, I just wish. So first, uh, Mr. Lindsay came over to me and he said, I don't forget what he said, but like, you know, what's a girl like you doing in a place like this? He didn't say that, but something like this, it made me feel like all oh, like, <laughs> you know, like really um, just it was adorable. And he said he was going to, you know, I told him, you know, I was waiting for my friends and he was very worried about, you know, a young lady, young, thank you, sitting by herself in an establishment like this you know, kind of playing up the whole, you know, 1939 vibe. So he was going to send his wife over to sit with me until my um, chaperones arrived. And so Mrs. Lindsay came over and she sat with me and talked to me for, I don't know, a good like 15 minutes. And she stayed in character the whole time and I played it up and it was just this magnificent experience, like time stood still. And I was back in 1939 and talking as if that was the time and the jazz band trio was playing. And it was Guys, I have the chills right now talking about it because it was just pure magic. And then Lisa and and Tanya finally got there. We had an incredible dinner. I went on to have one of the best shows I've ever had. Of course, when good things happen, good things happen. I had a scene with Banquo I did not know even happened um, in all my research. I had three one-on-ones that night. It was just, just freaking incredible, off the hook incredible. And that was a result, night was a result of gratitude. So let's fast forward to this past year. And I want to talk about feeling good first. Different than gratitude, a little bit different than appreciation. It has the overtones of appreciation, but let me tell you the story. So earlier this year, I was in New York and Stephanie, um, uh, my teammate, um, she was with me and I was taking her to sleep no more. We went to Portano, of course, to have dinner. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh my God, like I have to tell you about this really cool thing that happened to me years ago. And I told her this story that I just told you. And I told it, like the way I told it to you, I kind of rushed it. You know, I had the feelings of gratitude because I did get like the feelings really, really good because I did get like the chills telling you the story. But when I told it to her, I was like, 
acting it out and giving her all the details. And it felt so good, you guys. It was incredible. I put all this emotion into describing it to her. I was smiling ear to ear and really feeling the magic all around me as I told the story. It was like I went back in time to it. You ever have that feeling where you're telling a story and like you're there, you're back doing it? So, you know, we had finished dinner. We went into the show. Um, I, you know, got off the elevator on the fifth floor. I locked eyes with a character on the fifth floor. She took my hands immediately and she whisked me up a set of stairs. You guys, now, if you've ever listened to me talk about Sleep No More, you know it has five floors, but, but it has a very special and secret sixth floor that every once in a while, one person gets to go up and experience like this expanded, incredible one-on-one with a character. And this was happening to me now. Like this was literally, I got off the elevator. This happened to me. She took my hands and we were off. I fully believe you guys. It was because I told Stephanie that story and I felt so good first. And in feeling all of those emotions, in choosing to feel those emotions in that story I told her that this happened. I know that that's why it happened because I was in that energy, right? You know what I'm talking about, you guys. It wasn't really gratitude, right? It was a little bit of appreciation, but I decided to talk about something that made me feel really good. And I truly loved, I loved talking about it. And it activated more good feelings that came right back to me all night long. And there was a ton more that happened that night. And I'll maybe in the next episode, when we really talk about feeling good first, when I finally record that episode, I'll tell you more things happen because just you can't even believe what happened. But this is what I call feeling good first. And it's another tool in the high achievers bag of magic that we can pull out at any time and use. We can choose to do or think about something that we really love, right? And activate those incredible feelings. And then do the thing that, quote unquote, you have to do. It's kind of like eating your dessert before your dinner, right? If I have a, a like a really challenging project where I really need to um, put all of my energy in and there's a deadline and like big things have to come from me, I first, I first do something that's really fun for me. Yes, I prioritize my fun. Capital F, capital U, capital N. I put fun before work because then I could ride those waves of good feelings right into my project. And you guys, I get ideas I would never have if I went straight into the work. My thoughts are expanded. My feelings are expanded. Things come to me. I I think about things in brand new ways, right? And High achievers are so resistant to practicing fun first. They they don't want to practice fun, period. And when I try to introduce practicing fun first, it's like they just want to throw tomatoes at me, right? And my clients, some, some it takes me a while to get them there. Some like get it immediately. And when you can activate having fun first, and I'm not saying like skip work, like for seven hours and go play golf if that's fun for you. I'm not not saying that. And we'll talk more about what I mean. But you could, right? If you had the if you had the agency and ability to do that, if that got you into the place where you needed to go. But I know that's not possible for everyone, um, especially if you have a nine to five, right? So we will in a future episode, we will talk all about the concept and tool 
of having fun first and how to truly use it to create at a much higher level. But let's talk about our brain work. You guys, gratitude, you probably have down pat. You Maybe you want to practice it more and just maybe this hearing this podcast episode will activate it more in you. Still super useful. I know because you're a high achiever already, you're probably really good at appreciating something that's good, like a squirrel in your path with the birds chirping and the sun shining. Probably pretty easy for you to appreciate. I get it. If you want to start with appreciating something neutral, that's a really great place to start. So my challenge for you, and I'm going to take it up a level this time. I challenge you to write down for both neutral and something unwanted. I, I challenge you to have a session with yourself where you write down appreciating something neutral and the thoughts of appreciation you have around that. And then I want you to take it to the next level. And I want you to think about something that's unwanted that happened to you. And I want you to have a session like I had about my podcast. And write down, if you have to sit with yourself for a while, write down those thoughts of appreciation about the unwanted thing. How you appreciate it how you see its value, how you regard it, how you really understand it, what it may be made possible for you or unlocked for you. Because like I said, it's in those moments and practicing appreciation in that way that's going to unlock so many things for you. And my challenge is I don't want you to not, I want you to not only do it, I want you to email it to me. I would love to have a conversation with you. You guys all know I give away free one hour coaching calls, no strings, no hard sell, no weirdness. Like that's how I know that that's how you know you want to work with me as a, as a coach. That's how I know I want to work with you as, as a client. But I would love to have like mini sessions or even one hour sessions on your, your practice of appreciation on something unwanted. And we can do a thought model on it right there, right on the call. So if you are into it, send me an email with your work. T-O at TracyOswald.com. Would love to talk about it to you, with you. And uh, you guys, I love you. I love sharing these stories with you. Um, I got some great feedback. Um, Evelyn, if you're listening, thank you for the nice thing you said on LinkedIn. Um, I love doing them for you. If there's anything that you want to specifically hear me talk about, um, something that's on your mind as a high achiever, something that you're really struggling with, reach out to me. You know how to get me, email or LinkedIn. Super easy. T-O at TracyOswald.com. LinkedIn. I mean, most of y'all are connected with me. If you're not, send me a connection. I will, I will accept it. I promise. All right. I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week and I will be back with video next week. I promise. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week.